0: Welcome to Everything Retirement Planning. This is Daryl, and this is episode number 27, Getting to Know the Roth IRA. Hey, before we jump in, discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member, FINRA, SIPC advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Inc., a registered investment advisor. Jermosco Financial Advisory in Cambridge are not affiliated. Cambridge does not offer tax or legal advice. Yes, the Roth IRA. It's been around for a while, and um, but a lot of people still don't really know Roth IRA. Um, probably heard about it, but when it comes to how is it different than a traditional IRA? Um, so let's, I'm gonna go through, and this is very much checkpoint facts. So, um, there's another level of this, you know, of a Roth IRA, but I just wanted to hit the the basics today in this episode, I think in the future I'll talk more strategy, go a little bit deeper if you are going to inherit uh, a a Roth IRA or something. Um, But anyways, I just want to kind of go through uh, some of the basics. So you get to know the Roth IRA a little bit more. All right. So a Roth IRA is an individual retirement account. It is a type of investment account that offers tax-free growth and withdrawals in, in retirement. So that's the key: is its tax-free growth and uh, tax-free withdrawals uh, in, in retirement. So, contra- now here's a key thing here: contributions to a Roth IRA are made with after-tax dollars. Let's say that one more time: contributions to a Roth IRA are made with after-tax dollars. Okay, so that means. If your paycheck is $500 and you're, uh, whatever, let's just say $500 is your contribution, right? You get taxed on that first. So let's just say you net 395, then you put it into a Roth, right? So it's after-tax dollars when you're putting it in, all right? So you pay your taxes um, and then you deposit it into your Roth IRA. Annual contribution limits to a Roth IRA First of all they're changing each year probably I mean in changing in the sense that they're they're going up a little bit each year but in 2024 this year the limit is $7,000 for individuals under 50 years old and then it's going to be an additional $1,000 uh for those who are over 50 that's that catch up which I've mentioned catch up provisions or rules in previous episodes okay um, unlike traditional IRAs, there is no requirement to start taking withdrawals at a certain age from a Roth IRA. So, meaning it used to be 70 and a half, it's called a required minimum distribution. Now the required min- minimum distribution, uh Secure Act 2.0, changed it to 72, which is a good thing because Meaning you're required, whether you're taking money out of that IRA or not, you are required by the government now at age 72. So they bumped it up a little bit. That's a tra- traditional IRA. A Roth IRA, you do not have to take money out of your Roth IRA, which is, gives you a lot of flexibility in retirements. You know, you might want to just keep it going um, and start taking money out of your Roth IRA when you need it maybe later on, past 72, 75, 80, whatever it may be. Uh, which is really nice. So you can keep it in there, keep the growth going, keep the deferral, uh, no taxes on it, which is really nice. So it gives you that, that flexibility. Roth IRAs, uh, of course, can be a variety of investment options, right? So if you're like a, a brokerage firm, I mean, you can put a stock in there, you can put uh, bonds, of course, mutual funds, uh, exchange traded funds, which I talked about those in previous episodes, so you can check that out. So it gives you a lot of options. It depends on how, where you open up your Roth IRA, but uh, yeah, so you 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 have that flexibility. All right, now it depends who you're talking to. You know, if you're talking to somebody, if you're talking to a, um, a certain professional who who really likes insurance, then, you know, they might lean uh, towards, well, actually there's not a, scratch that one. I was going down the road and I realized, no, you can't do that. So I don't want to even put it out there because I would just be confusing. Um, I'll just say this, you know, some um, financial professionals really like mutual funds. So they might just say, hey, here's a mutual fund family, um, you, know, fam- you know, it doesn't matter which one, they all have it, you know, open up a Roth with them, you just had just have mutual funds. So if you do that route, and you're like, hey, you know, I want a little bit more diversification, you know, maybe some exchange traded funds, can we put some stocks in there? they are gonna be like, oh, well, it's kind of direct with a mutual fund. So um, you just have to ask those questions. Could I put stock in here if I wanted to? Could I put bonds in here if I wanted to? And they might say yes, but you need to be very specific. I'm not talking just mutual funds. I'm talking about, you know, other types of investments because, you know, um, if you want that, if you feel it's important uh, as you're constructing and building a portfolio. Contributions to a Roth IRA can be withdrawn at any time without penalty. Very important. So 2024, if you said, oh, yeah, I'm excited. I want to do Roth. You, you put in $7,000 into a Roth IRA. You can withdraw that principle that you contributed to it without any penalty, especially if you're, you know, there's a certain age of 59 and a half rule. Uh, the government decided to go 59 and a half. Uh, maybe that'll change down the road. Who knows? Meaning if you have a qualified tax advantage account, like a traditional IRA or a 401k or a Roth IRA, where you get these tax advantages. You can't typically take money out of them without a penalty prior to 59 and a half okay now if you not you know you put your principal contribution in remember it's already been taxed so it's not going to be taxed on the way out and you nor will you be penalized for it just the principal so if I put seven thousand dollars into it today and let's just say in 2025 for whatever reason I wanted to pull out say three thousand dollars I could pull the print you know three thousand of the original seven thousand as long as that money is in there, right? Now, if I put a really bad choice on investments or the market went crazy down, and now my account is 2,500, I can't take any more than what's in the account, of course, right? But the point is this, is you can take out the principal without any sort of penalty prior to 59 and a half. okay? Uh, but the earnings, however, um, the earnings can only be withdrawn after 59 and a half. If you If you take the earnings out, Before 59 half, there will be a penalty. As a matter of fact, there's a five-year rule that you can't touch the earnings for five years, all right? So something you really have to think this through and ask questions, and when would I want to take money out of my Roth, depending on what your age is and your income and all these situations, okay? So I'm just keeping this very much, uh, I I consider it to be very basic, uh, but I'd be asking a lot of questions, uh, for somebody if they had a Roth IRA and what have you? And what's the situation? And just, yeah, you know, are you gonna take it out? If you do take it out? When? What's their current age? Because of course, you want to avoid penalties, right? Um, penalties uh, is as a 10% penalty, if you take money out prior to 59 and a half. And uh, once again, the earnings have to be in there for at least five years, right? So which once again, you could still withdraw the original principal that you put in there, so you could probably still meet the 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 goal, uh, potentially meet whatever you're trying to achieve. You just went, you wouldn't take the earnings out until at least it's the account's been open for five years. All right, uh, there are restrictions. All right, to contributing to a Roth IRA for a single filer in 2024, the ability to contribute phases out between 146,000 and 161,000 dollars. That's Modified adjusted gross income. All right, I know we get a little, little technical here in the tax situation, but the point is this, is depending on what your household income is, depending on how, how you file taxes, single uh, filing married uh, will determine will determine how much you can put into a Roth IRA, all right? So married couples filing jointly are phased out if their income modified adjusted gross income is between 230000 to 240000 So, meaning if a household married, um, a couple filing you know, jointly makes, say, together a $250,000 modified adjusted gross income, they could not even contribute to a Roth IRA. All right, so it's not even an option for them. So that's something you got to keep in mind too. Uh, maybe you're like, wow, you know, maybe in five years, one year, 10 years, our income could be at the point. Now, Grunts, it's going to keep going up. I, I'm sure it will. So it's currently 230 to 240 where you're going to get phased out. Um, that'll probably continue to adjust. So, but once again, if your income is going to grow, you're a business owner, whatever, um, you might need to think that through because if you want to get money inside of a Roth IRA, um, you, you know your income can can keep you out from doing that. Okay, um, that's if I'm talking about making contributions. That is, Roth IRAs can be obviously beneficial for younger individuals who expect to be in a higher tax bracket in retirement, as they can take advantage of the tax-free withdrawals. They can take advantage of anyone can take advantage of um, the flexibility of not having to take money out. At any specific age, so they can keep it in there longer. Now, um, they might ask you. You might ask a question, and I, I, I can't really answer this because once again, I don't know your personal situation. But if you're like, well, Daryl, you know, I'm 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 58 years old. Uh, does it make sense? I you know I make just say you're under that, that threshold. Um, so if say you're married filing jointly, you're making two hundred thousand dollars a year. Fabulous household income. Um. Should I you know does it make sense for me because once again, my contribution, if I'm maxing it out, obviously it could be this seven thousand plus the catch up of a thousand. does it make sense for me to do that when I'm in my, you know pretty high tax bracket right now, and it's really difficult to to answer that just point and blink you know just that one angle because you really have to look at it as in you know once again what are your overall goals um when do you plan on taking money out of this uh because you may be contributing to, you know, uh, an employer-sponsored um, plan too. You know, so you've got you've got money there where it's being def- it's it's lowering your tax liability. So you're taking advantage of that. So it's really it's um, I, it, uh, you just got to do your homework, right? I want to say it's complicated, but I don't want to even use that word. I think it comes down to uh, working with a planner and looking at all these advantages, of your own situation. Um, will your situation change in near future? And what's that look like? It, it's just conversation. It really, really is. So hard to answer those things. I mean, as a listener, you might be like kind of, you know, your mind might be going there. But I would say, we're trying to get to know that Roth IRA right, right now, you know, in regards to the strategies and all the intricacies of all the stuff. It really is difficult to do that not knowing your own personal situation. So that's why you got to do that. You got you to talk to somebody and really get that customization. All right, so money converted from a traditional IRA or an employer sponsored retirement plan like say a 401k into a Roth IRA is subject to income in the year of the conversion. So you might be like, "What? What's that what's that all about?" What that saying is this if if, if you have a traditional IRA, and you do. And this is something you really, really work with somebody that knows what they're doing and has the projections and can do the planning. You can basically what you're doing. You're, you're converting, which in a way you're cashing out. Say your traditional, and then you're taking that the you're paying taxes on that, right? So if I have a hundred thousand dollar traditional IRA, and I cat and I want to I cash it out to then put it into a. Oh, by the way, when you cash it out, you won't. You don't have to, you won't pay the 10% penalty. I cash out and put it into a Roth IRA. I pay It's like a hundred thousand dollars of income on, t- on top of your already sources of income. So you may pay 30, 35% of that could go to the government to then put, you know, put it into a Roth IRA. And you might be saying, why in the world would someone do that? People do it. <laughs> now, what you can also do is you don't you can do it over time, right? You don't have to do at all at once, you can do some this year. You know, it kind of depends. You know, some next year, so on and so forth. There's there's ways you can strategize, kind of stretch out, spread out, I should say, spread out that that income liability. But you can convert a traditional into a Roth if it's a right thing in your own right and makes sense for you. And you could do part, a part part of it. You might just say, oh, I'm gonna take some of my traditional half of it and and put it into a Roth. I mean, like I said, it really did, comes down to what your goals are and what makes sense for you. Um, so, but that is a possibility. Roth IRAs are a popular choice for estate planning and they can be passed on to beneficiaries tax free. However, the beneficiaries must still follow the withdrawal rules to continue enjoying tax free growth. And that's real. A lot of people, ah, yeah, a lot of people will, you know, when it comes to passing money on, you know, they might look at a traditional IRA, and say I don't think I'll spend all that, you know. So then I start talking about estate planning and meaning, upon my death, what's the best thing for me to do for this particular asset, you know? Because why not, right? You know, you, why not make this work even further and better, and for your family and everything. So uh, a client may that may be their situation. Um, so so Roth IRAs are popular choice for estate planning on and how they work. So once again. Um, I'll speak more about the Roth IRAs in future episodes. Um, I'll have to narrow in a little bit. Just, just, that last one right there is just you know potential episode or two by itself. You know about how to use a Roth IRA for estate planning. Uh, there's some some dynamics to that. So I just wanted to talk about introducing the Roth IRA. Uh, you may have heard about it. You might know a little bit about. Oh yeah, there's tax-free withdrawals, but you know just didn't know about all the other little uh, things fundamental pieces to a Roth IRA. And, you know, that's what I wanted to talk about today in this episode. So with that, thank you again for being here. And appreciate it. Once again, always check out my show notes, find out what your risk number is cool little tool there, always available for my listeners. And with that, I really appreciate you supporting uh, my podcast. And I look forward to uh, talking to you real soon. Uh, Bye for now.